So, welcome back to another episode of the Empowered Podcast. Um, today, I am joined by Johnny and Yusuf. Um, I'm going to just put it over to you guys to explain who you guys are and what you do, essentially. So, yeah, just... Do you know what this is? It's a hot potato. It's just Alex has been warming up. Yeah, now you're it's gonna, yours. You're gonna it's on your toes. I mean, I've, you, you're going to do it. I can, I'll take the hot potato. So, yeah, my name's Yusuf. Alex, thank you for having us on. You. What a treat to be in this, like, jungle environment. You're um, very welcome. Discussing some very sensible topics today. So, appreciate it. That's the plan. And this is... Johnny, so you have hot potato. Because the question was, like, who are you? Why are you here? And you've just said, thanks for having us. And said, Johnny, do it. <laughs> so, Johnny, it's over to you, really. This has been put completely on your toes. Who it's are now we? your responsibility to say who you both are mm. and what you both do. Okay. We are the co-owners of Propane Fitness, which started out as online fitness coaching. It's still kind of that in a way, um, but we now more sort of teach what we learned in doing that for a long time um, to gyms, personal trainers, people who want to go online, uh, take their fitness services online in a way that doesn't require the whole like post your life on Instagram thing. Got it. Um, we both have pretty weird backgrounds for people who work in that industry. So I used to work in accountancy, which I wouldn't recommend doing. Yusuf used to work in banking, investment banking. Did that for a bit thought that was bad, thought, I know I'll go do a medical degree, did a medical degree, became a doctor, was a doctor through COVID, and now works full-time in propane. That's an elegant summary. Thank you. Much better than... Well, you know, when you, when you put under pressure, sometimes, it, just gotta, yeah. sometimes it's good, sometimes <laughs> it's bad. But. So you guys started out, obviously, um, after you'd had, you know, the different career paths to take you to um, doing propane, essentially delivering online training to... A variety of clients who were looking to get in better shape, mm -hmm. improve um, other areas of their life. And then you kind of transitioned into teaching other people how to do that. Um, what was the kind of main reasons that you decided to, you know, pivot in that direction? Very much demand driven. So we started out like 2008, 2009, when, as you know, like you could have absolutely fluked an online business. And like it was just a WordPress website where we were writing like, guide to protein like what is hypertrophy that kind of thing like on, as articles and they were ranking on google and like you could you could spend five pound on facebook ads and mm. generate a bunch. so that was the first couple of years of the i guess the honeymoon period and then as the market started to become more and more mature we had to then start thinking okay this is something we need to take a bit more seriously start getting some inquiries from people being like oh will you will Will you work with me? Will you train with me and stuff? And the, the kind of content that we posted was very cerebral, nerdy stuff that most people aren't interested in. Like, what you know? how does the fractional synthetic rate of leucine affect uh, protein synthesis in this case and all this stuff in it? So it turned out that, like, other personal trainers were often the people that were following us. Right, okay. It was kind mm. of an accident that way. Yeah. Um, just because we were, like, nerding out on that stuff. As a result, that became the kind of niche audience that we had. And a lot of the, as, as we kind of took it more seriously as well, we applied a um, quite a systematic approach from, I guess, from our backgrounds into online coaching. And a lot of the people that were working with us as clients were like, man, your systems are really slick. Like, can you help me with my own systems to coach my clients? And we were like, well, 
I guess we can, but and we were worried about like creating competitors at this right. point and all this stuff. But we were like, okay, we'll work with a couple of people and, and help them do it. So it was very much like demand driven. And then over time, we've been like, actually, the the world is made of lots of little niches, and there's no such thing as creating competitors. Like you, you're just raising the standard of the industry as a whole. So if anything, it's like we're, we're very happy to, to to share our secrets, really. Yeah, that makes total sense. So in terms of, you know the content that you created originally, which was being lapped up, it seems, by other personal trainers, as opposed to mm. who you're potentially going after. I think that's quite interesting. Obviously, one of the usual biggest mistakes that professionals make, you know, in industries such as accounting and things like that, you see on social media, they're posting things for other accountants mm. or other lawyers, <laughs> or, you know, they're posting something that is so dry that only someone in that industry would find any value in it. So, Usually that's, you know, not the best um, avenue to go down. But then you guys have essentially created a business off of the back of it by capitalizing on that attention that you've received. Yeah, I mean, it was like it wasn't on purpose. Like it was driven out of uh, like our desire to speak to these people a lot of the time. So we our podcast initially was like the guy who created 531. If you've heard of 531, mm -hmm. remember car backloading? Yeah. So like I think we were the first one of the first people in the UK to interview him. Right. It was just people like, we were fanboying over. We were like, like, oh, like how does car backloading yeah. work? And, and like, everyone's happy to go on a podcast if, like... They're not being asked by anyone else. Yeah. So <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> so, like, we were sat, laptop, no mic. This was back in 20... 2010, probably. Yeah, like, a long time ago. At, like, 8 a.m., interviewing this guy in America, asking, like, you said insulin does this at this time, so, so does that mean if I have fat at this time, this guy's, like, answering I, all these questions? The proper blinds, like... John, so um, you've mentioned that fatty acid synthase has a diurnal effect here. And he's like, oh, my God, I didn't expect to be asked about this. Uh, well, I'm really at the limit of my not. But like, we were just like, please, maybe the answer about how to get yeah. abs is in fatty yeah. acid synthase. And like, we thought our like fitness clients would care. Like We thought yeah. like, this is what they would they will want. Um, but obviously they didn't. And in the background, slowly, we were picking up this audience of of PTs by accident. Other professionals who, slowly more yeah. PTs started like asking us for fitness coaching. Yeah. So that we were like working with a few one to one. They were like, how do I do? So we we quit. I, I quit accounting to do this full time. They were like, hang on a minute. Like I work in a gym from five till 11 and you work from home. Like, how does that work? Yeah. And so then the, the demand started. So I was going to ask, how did you guys actually go about? Um, do I need to? No, is it all right? Uh, I'm sure that'll be fine. Yeah, that'll be fine. Um, uh, technical assistance coming in there. Oh. There we go. Look at that. Expert. So, a little bit of technical issues going on, but that's fine. We'll just cut this out. I think you should leave it in. I will leave it in. I just <laughs> wanted to make you feel more comfortable. I think. Got like a, it's got like a slow creep on it, hasn't it? I'll be all right. I'll be really careful not to touch it. Sorry. So how did you actually, you know, for a lot of people taking that plunge, even when they have another business that's, I guess, starting to pick up and become more profitable and you're seeing the legs in it, it's still very difficult for people if they are in employment 
to then say, okay, I'm going to, you know, make this decision here to leave that behind, even if they can see the numbers are stacking up, because there's always that element of, okay, well, now it's all on us, essentially. So what was that process like? There's lots of pressures for that, isn't there? There's your cultural conditioning and like, I was, I had an Egyptian dad, classic, like you must be doctor or engineer or lawyer. Mm -hmm. And those are the three options in this, you know, you pick a safe career and, and no, you don't do any of this online stuff. And you know, the, all that programming goes in, doesn't it? Yeah. And it forces us to be very risk averse with our, with our decisions. Um, and then there's also like when you're in, especially in like a large company where the parameters of your life are set by the company, like, and what's, what's the limit of, oh, like that person's on that salary because they've been here for five years and they're a partner and they're an associate and, and that in five years, if I work really hard, like that'll be the, and everything's laid out, everything's really safe and the progressions are all just there for you. And actually it was a guy called Anton Creel, who's a um, ex Goldman's trader who really shook this loose for me. Um, and I think for Johnny as well, mm -hmm. <laughs> where he says like, you're in a job that pays 30 grand a year and you want to quit your job to do something more fun but you think oh my downside's 30 grand and i'll be out on the streets like no you won't your downside like if you quit your job today and you tried something and it absolutely you fucked it you could go and find another job for 26 grand yeah. in a week or two so really your downside is 4k not yeah. 30k and your upside is potentially infinite so just that that little i know it seems so obvious in hindsight but that little frame shift of how to approach risk yeah. was phenomenal. Yeah, the perceived risk is never what people think it is, essentially, mm. because you've always got this safety net, especially living here. And you know, I don't know what it's like to not live in this country, but I think with the, the safety net mechanisms that we have in this country, you're, you're quite far away from ever being down yeah. and out on the streets. And yeah. also, yeah, if you might lose that 30K job, but like you said there, realistically even if you go into a minimum wage job you're still not going to be out on the streets and you still you know next time you attempt something you're not starting from zero you're starting from all of those experiences that you had in the last time and you can lean on those experiences which is good i, I should also clarify by the way because i don't want to be put in this bucket for anyone that's new to us like that we're not these like hustle porn kind of characters that like shit on normal nine to five jobs like yusuf is that <laughs> like there's there's absolutely value in having like the stability and security of a job, like it's a yeah. huge stress relief. Like being self-employed is just, you're just constantly on, constantly stressed. There's no, there isn't an off button. And if you take time off, like at least in the early phases, so does the business. So, and it creates this thing of like anyone who lives on like a, an hourly billable type job, Oliver Berkman talks about solicitors in this case, where it's like, if you know that you could bill $400 an hour for your work, and then you come home and 7 p.m. you're like having to take your kids to the park and you're like, I could be billing $400 an hour for this and now I have to spend time with my stupid kid. It like it completely <laughs> sw <Yeah. laughs> switches the, the way that you see time. Yeah. So like th there's huge value in having a stable job. It's just like, is this what you want to do or not? Yeah. I guess for you guys, though, I think the, the good thing is, is being able to build something on the side mm -hmm. whilst you've got that stable job. Yeah. And then that... I guess what I was getting at was where did the seesaw tip and you go, oh, actually, it serves us more to not spend those 37 and a half hours doing that. Even if we spend 10 of them doing this, mm. then 
it would kind of balance out. Was that was that the case for you guys, or was it? We had like there was like a few people we knew who were um, doing an online business of some sort, mm-hmm. um, and I thought, like I remember we because like the, the business would be making like I don't know like a grand, maybe two grand a month or something, and I thought like ah oh, like there's no money in fitness online. And we heard like a few examples, like one guy called John Romanello made like. I think he did a launch that was like a 1.8 million launch turnover. Um, another guy that we like kept in touch with called Paul Mort was doing like big numbers online. So it makes you think like, hang on. These, Maybe we're doing it wrong. Yeah, like <laughs> the, these guys are earning like in a day in some cases more than the partner at the firm we're working at. So yeah. clearly there's there's like something there. This if is you just, doable, yeah. yeah. That's the reference point, like the partner at the... Yeah, exactly. The yeah. That's yeah. the... So that good feels as like the, the ceiling on income, um, and then you see someone who's like, "Ah, oh, they've proven it's possible." And actually, mm-hmm. like, it, a lot of it's like realizing, okay, th- there are a series of steps that this person has followed. Like, yeah, there's a bit of luck and so on as well. But like, most people aren't special or exceptional. They yeah. just did a process for long enough until it worked. Yeah, that makes so that makes sense. I guess it's just, um... yeah, we'll fix that again. I guess it's just about, um, <laughs> what is it just this hinge, you think? They just need like a, we just like fully slacken it and then, I think what I we could do is, I was going to do that whilst you were we could use some, the thing is though, the thing is though, we could use some, some strong muscles right now, do we, yeah. do we have any over that side of it? We have an international power lifter. Do we actually? really? <laughs> yeah, you never told me that. <laughs> Got that Eastern European strength. There it is. I think. Yeah, that is. That's what it is. Just fighting Al. Yeah. Fighting Albanians. Albanians. Yeah, that we're saying you got that Eastern European strength. Yes. Wait. It is weird how it's moving because. Righty tidy, I think. Right, tight, left, at least. No, I, think this be I probably tell myself that like twice a week. Really? Yeah. Is that it? Which is you. I've done it four times since it started. This seems better. Yeah, like approaching better. something, you're like, oh, I've got it right, yeah, tight, left, right, tight. Come on, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, that's had a bit of Watson magic, hasn't it? So, so one thing that I wanted to touch on um, <laughs> getting a coach. You have to cut that out. Get it? No, no, I want to leave that in. I want to leave that in. There's got to be a claim. Getting a coach. I saw a recent post from you guys um, saying about if you don't have a coach in what you're doing, you're kind of broadcasting to the world that you don't value what you do. Mm. Talk to me a little bit about that then, because I think there's a lot of people out there who are doing their own thing, getting into doing their own thing, but maybe don't see the value. Or also, especially in the fitness industry, you feel like you're passing on your credibility if you're getting a coach, because it's like, oh, well, I'm the expert. Mm. It's an ego hit. Yeah, yeah. so talk to me about that, a little bit about that. Well, Mosey talks about it as the ignorance tax, that you, with any progress in anything, you pay with time or you pay with money, and getting a coach is just paying with money. It's just mm. like jumping the queue, basically. So like, it's the biggest life hack. Like, we, we've both got probably several coaches in different domains of our life at all times, because mm. <laughs> yeah. it just makes life so much easier. What yeah. sort of coach? So outside of, is it all business or? Just everything. Business, fitness, meditation. You've got to 
tricking, is yeah. that correct? Tricking coach. So we, we, the framework that we use is like body, being, balance, and business. So the way to divide your life into four quadrants. We learned it from Paul Mort, who's learned it from Garrett White, who's probably stolen it from someone else. And it's, it, so it, but it's, an, it's a great framework to just stop you becoming one-dimensional as a person. Right. So when, and it helps when you're setting quarterly goals. It stops you from like just putting all your eggs into one dimension of your life and then you know a year later your business has gone great but you've gained 20 kilos or like your marriage yeah. has fallen apart yeah that makes total sense yusuf has a um it was like a realization you had from like a goal set like a re you reviewed a year and realized that like it's all just knowing the phrase is like you, you know what need to know what reps to do and then just do the reps and i think people are always like caught in one of the two things so you, you either i think I'll, if you take like a, a pt trying to build a business for example they might be working really hard on something, mm. but if they were being honest about it, like how much have they grown the business over a, a year, two years, that's probably because they just don't know like how to spend their time. Yeah. And if you, you just don't know, it, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So you hire someone who looks at it objectively and says, well, actually- bird's eye view where yeah. you can look in on it and say, actually, you're going fast and hard, but slightly in the wrong direction. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's really laziness. It's not like for lack of effort. And all, all the coaches that we work with, especially when they when they come on like to 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 work with us, like they've done a lot of stuff and they're they're working hard. They're not just like lazy. Yeah. But they're just doing so much of the wrong things. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. it, you know, a lot of the time it's like uh, doing less and just pointing in the right direction. Everyone's seen like the person in the gym who's there like six days a week, but <laughs> it's isn't heartbreaking. Yeah, isn't making any progress. And I think like that's the worst place to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's it's the it's it's in that situation. You often don't know that that's what the problem is. Yeah. So like that person in the gym on the treadmill six days a week, wondering why they aren't losing weight because they're like over consuming calories across the day. Like they'll never realize that on their own, more than likely. Yeah. But paying someone to like look at what they're doing and say, well, actually, make these changes. Keep same amount of work. Yeah. But make the following changes. And we, like we just hired a. We had a business coach like 90 days ago and it has literally doubled the business. Mm. Like, I, I think we both like on a daily basis are like, why, like, how has this happened? How did we not see this ourselves? Why did we not hire this person sooner? And it was, it was basically a two hour call where the guy just looked at the numbers and like, change this, change this. It's the, the funny thing is like, it's, it's any coach. I think anyone who's sensible, cause mm -hmm. I like, yeah, he's a great coach that we have, but like, I think if you just got someone's granddad, sensible granddad mm. to just sit you down and give you some good old granddad wisdom like yeah. you achieve the same thing it's just someone to look at what you're doing from the outside and be like why are you wasting time on this yeah because it's like the 80 20 rule isn't it you become 80 percent of your revenue come comes from 20 percent of the things that you do and it it often comes down to people become precious with certain elements of things that even Definitely. though they can yeah they can see objectively that it's not actually working mm -hmm. they just they've invested so much time into it that mm. they think well, it's got to work eventually mm. and they've invested all of this time. So now I'd be making a loss if we didn't do this. So yep. we kind of need to just keep putting more into this because we've got, so it's like those people who are, you know, it's been, you're playing roulette and it's been black the 10 times before. It has to be red now. It just, it has to trust me. The roulette mm. wheel doesn't have a memory. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. Literally. So I think, yeah, getting other people to kind of come and have a look at, at what you're doing. Yeah. So if anybody's granddad's out there, just sensible. Seriously, give your yeah. granddad a call. Yeah. <laughs> Pay him two grand. If he's sensible and he's not a, yeah. It's the thought of like, I'm going to, I'm going to keep, I'm not going to spend the money. I'm going to keep the money and figure it out myself. Yeah. 
feels like the right thing to do. It just never is the right thing to do. Yeah. Because the that money will will do nothing sat there. But you can invest in something that like doubles your annual income. Yeah. And pays for itself over like again and again and again. And if from a a, a phone call or like a six week experience with a coach. Because people are good at following instructions, aren't they? But they're bad when it comes to lying themselves. I mean, you know, if you've ever tried to diet yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that, that's a perfect example. Because yeah. you, you could very easily like come up with mac- the, the correct macros yeah. that you should be following and the right training plan. But just the difference of someone else giving you that exact same plan, yeah. you're much more likely to do it because you're, you're a dick. Don't doubt don't. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, my ability to write myself a plan with perfect macros is worse than my ability to lie about what I'm allowed to do outside of that. So I'll be like, oh, you know, it's actually just okay to swap this out for that. And you know, yeah. it's okay to just, you said you were going to do that, but it's okay to just do this instead because you'll make it better. Yeah, because you can just lie to yourself and then you can be like, ah, oh, well, that'll be fine because I'll just do a bit of an extra workout. So it's just kind of, because you don't have that, because you don't have that accountability. And I I was listening to a podcast with, um, I was listening to Goggins on um, Chris Williams' podcast, actually. Halfway through that one, actually. Are you actually? I'm yeah. going to ruin it, because at the very end, no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, it was quite early on, don't worry. Um, so he was just saying about motivation and discipline, and he was basically saying he doesn't really think it's either. And I think it's accountability. I think mm-hmm. you could get far without motivation and without discipline, as long as you have external accountability. So you're more likely, no matter how motivated you are, you're more likely to go to the gym tomorrow if Johnny said, we're going at 6.30, meet me there. Because you don't want to let him down. You don't want to be the you don't want to be the dickhead that's let Johnny get up early in the morning, go to the gym, and he's waiting around for you. So I I agree in probably the way that we're all wired. That's definitely like identity maintenance is the pinnacle desire that everything else trickles down from. Mm-hmm. So we we act in accordance with the person that we perceive ourselves to be. And if yeah. there's a shortfall, then you, that that's when things start to break down. Gretchen Rubin has a model for this. So um, I don't know if you've seen this like four. It's like a two by two matrix of. Um, the way that people respond to internal and external pressure. So on the top right, there's people who respond positively to both internal and external pressure. They are the upholders. So they're people, they're the person who's up at 5 a.m. going for a jog every day. Then there's the obliger, which is what you described there, like someone who responds well to external pressure, but not to internal pressure. So they will only go to the running club if they know they're gonna let someone down Mm. when they don't turn up at 5 a.m. Then the other two that respond badly to external pressure, but well to internal pressure, they're the rebel. So, no, sorry, they're the questioner. So they're someone who's like, well, why should I wear a mask? Like, or they'll, if it's an external rule, unless they can be internally consistent with it, they won't follow it. Yeah. And then there's the rebel who responds badly to both internal and external pressure. And they're just quite chaotic, like quite off the rails, essentially. They don't really have anything. Don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to really like get them in a corner to get them to do something. Yeah. See, I can't quite work out what I am because he probably thinks that I don't want to let him down, whereas really I just don't want him to get bigger than me. Well, so, so I know that he's going to be there. <laughs> I know that he's going to be there at six thirty. So I'm like, I'm not going to get bigger than me. So now you're there at six thirty. I'm going to be there at six thirty as well, making sure you're not doing more than me. Just doing curls, just like yeah. fuck you. I, I think there's a, you go to the toilet. I just start curling. sneaking them in. Yeah. I think the, the for me the layer beyond that is like seeing something working. So it's like there's the the difficult bit yeah. is the I don't know the four weeks of like gaining a bit of momentum and then you yeah. see something like some like little hint of uh, like input equals output. 
yeah. and then that in its in and of itself is that's like, the key makes to get fun. to that point that's yeah. the event horizon mm-hmm. of everything do whatever it takes to get to that point where you can see it working and then you've got the receipts and you can say this actually fucking works <laughs> <laughs> why receipts is it it's, receipts it's, it's, it's a great great choice of word <laughs> yeah it's, it's so tricky though because you only receive the receipt four weeks after you bought the thing start the work yeah difficult yeah so but is receipt I, the wrong word no, 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 I think it's I think it's just yeah. a nice just a nice way of thinking about it. Like yeah, it's, I've probably heard it on a podcast. It's the monthly invoice <laughs> in, in arrears. Yeah, it's the it? uh, direct debit dropping into your account four yeah. weeks after. Because they're like yeah. the meeting your friend at the gym thing. So like, h- how many years have you been training? A long, ten? long time. Yeah, longer than ten. Probably, yeah. Like you probably, if you look back over the last five years, I should be in better shape based on how long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's how long. You, you probably, you probably like all of us probably average like three sessions a week. Yeah, for like, for like 10 for years. Like that. Yeah. And it's not really something you're not like, fuck, I need to like work on that habit of going to the gym. It's just yeah. like, it's just something you do because it's nice like lifting a little bit more like this time than yeah. last time. And that's all it, like, I, I don't know about you, but I don't go to the gym because it's like good for my health. <laughs> no. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you do that? Well, it's such an abstract thing. It's, not like, so. it's really good for my heart health. So I go mm. to the gym three yeah. days a week. It's like, that's L- not so far. Longevity is a poor motivator to like, yeah. what do I do on Tuesday evening? Like it's. So you know, and you're not like, you're doing it. Well, why, why do you go? Just to get big and muscly and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I honestly think it's out of just like a uh, reptilian habit now. So would you go if you like went you went on your, I don't know what you do, like your like incline chest press. <laughs> That's what I was just doing. <laughs> like, oh, About an hour ago. So, and and every press. session, exactly the same reps. Like you can't lift anymore. Same weight, same reps every day, every week. Would you still go? No. I think I right. would just because how restless I would get from not going. So for uh, okay. me, it's the kind of... It's a stress release. To, yeah, it's not... I don't really like saying that because it's not like, I don't know, I don't... Stress release... You don't feel generally I don't want to accept that that's what it is. Right. But it's, yeah, I guess so. It's just something that I do out of habit that I feel better because I've done it. But then right. that sounds fluffy as well. I sound like I'm, I'm in a bad place if I don't go <laughs> to the gym. I just would feel restless and I like to just doing some physical activity so if, it, if there was no progress associated with it you still you still like oh, feel better if i could press a button and i just had that feeling and i didn't get restless then i would probably do that so it's not the idea of like being in there doing those things i'm not i'm not excited by that i'm not yeah, in the I bench mean, press going fuck this is so good mm. yeah no, if i, I could just i don't think i actually like the training i the like feeling a little bit sore so, so yeah, that, me too. That, that's really interesting because, like, to hear you say that, and you're someone who is like very rarely missed a session for over a decade. Yeah. But there are people who go, "Ah, oh, exercise is unpleasant to me." It's it's a, you're like, well, it's unpleasant for everyone. Like, it's not a like they're expecting it to be pleasant, and somehow yeah. thinking that there are these special people who like actually enjoy it, and and that's what differentiates yeah. them. But it's I'd not. say it's like it's systemically unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When especially I, it's especially the kind of exercise yeah. you do. Like, yeah. Highly unpleasant. Yeah, really. Like when I feel like my knees are going to blow out on yeah. a squat and I can't walk properly for the rest of the day, I'm not going, mm. oh, I love this. <laughs> yeah, this, this is, is great. This is what I would just subscribe. If I could just subscribe to this forever and only do this <laughs> <Opt-in>. <laughs> then, all yeah. day. Yeah. I think gyms are a perfect price point because if there were any more, I don't think I could pay more than that to talk to like <laughs> to, <laughs> to harm do, yourself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's just the right amount where it's like, this is actually shit, isn't it, guys? But the thing is, so we first met in a CrossFit class. Yeah. That's harder harder than what most people do. Yeah. And 
<laughs> I'm going to say it. For no extra gain. Uh, oh, oh. My drop there. Oh. You like, definitely... See, this is the thing. Those, some of those guys look insane. Like, they look so good. And I'm looking at them and I'm going, how the fuck do you look like that by doing that? Because I did that and looked like shit. So yeah. what? <laughs> There's a lot going on, isn't there? They I'm, do, I'm they a do lot do more hurt. Do they, they though? Yeah. Are their arms so big? So my arms never <laughs> felt big once doing it. My arms got smaller and my shoulders got more hurt. I mean, obviously, there's a, there's a few reasons why that could be the case, but... but tell me like, it's steroids. Well, that's all I, I, I want to know. That, that's what I want to Maybe believe. Maybe you're just doing it wrong, oh, doing the CrossFit wrong. But there's, there's probably a big element of just brute forcing, like, yeah. volume. And, like, when, when Chris started doing CrossFit, like... When I saw you doing the CrossFit, I thought you were doing it wrong, mostly. <laughs> probably on wrong. Just doing hang snatches Just, just lifting it. Just, you know, the th yeah. Because you and I, realistically, were out of place in that class, weren't we? Like everyone else is doing snatch properly. Yeah. You and I were, were grabbing it. We're like, yeah. Shush, shush. <laughs> and I like that, and that's probably why. No matter what. And then we had to, we made to run. Yeah. And running's hard, and no, no one likes running. I don't get the running after doing like heavy legs. My yeah, lower stupid. back. I was just I was doing it. I was thinking, <laughs> I don't know how much I can keep going here. I don't I don't understand. I feel like with all sports, there's there's an element. There's a, one particular element that if you have that, it can negate many issues that you have. Basketball, yeah, like, like the if you're seven attributes. foot, that's yeah. great. That's a good starting point. Seven foot is always a good starting point. Rugby, if you're just a fucking massive, strong, fast person, mm -hmm. that's great. Do you know what I mean? The finer mm -hmm. motor skills in different sports, whatever. CrossFit, it's just durability. Like, if you're able... Just how much battery yeah. can Just take. how much fucking pain can... How much displacement can you take in your knee? <laughs> like, how much tearing of a tendon can you take? But just still do it. Mm. Yeah. How, like, do you guys, do you know Reggie? Reggie Fasser. The he's like one of the best CrossFit guys right. in the country. Um, really robust person. He was tra so, like you look. He looks like he could fall down off a cliff. Just do you he, know? Just he could tumble jump, down. He could jump cliff. over there. He could jump down fine. there head first it's and land in a land yeah. in a piston oh. squat. <laughs> and I've piston seen it happen. Squat. Hands on head. Just hands on head, wearing a weighted vest. But but back to what you said. So you said if gyms were any more. Because it's so unpleasant, yeah. I wouldn't pay. But like, yeah. there are there are like, whatever they're called, like yeah. boxes or all yeah. over the country with people paying more than the average rate. Yeah, to and do more, more than the average level of. I don't required. understand how they're able to do it. If I fell over, I wouldn't be able to train. If I walked out of here on the cobbles and tripped and fell over, <laughs> I probably wouldn't be able to train for four days. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you understand? Do you know what I mean? I, yeah, I would hurt my knees so badly. I'd probably scrape all my side, like. <laughs> These guys, That's the they're truth, not right it? in the head. Yeah, well, the, so, like, so like, yeah. We, we joke about this, but I, I think you're actually onto something there. That there is, there is a deeper. So Mike Isretel does a has a great video on like what it means to go to failure. You know, where he's on the hack squat machine, and he's like, you know, there's standard like mechanical failure. Like, oh, this is a bit hard. I'm on rep twelve. Oh, okay, that's slowing down. I'm gonna just rack the bar there. But then there's there's the next level. There's like a true RPE nine, which is like right final set. I can only do this once every couple of weeks. Like, you know, the recovery dip is too big. Here we go. Like, it's, the reps are like really grinding through, and things like. And then there's level three, which is like you dig into deep childhood trauma and speak to yourself in Russian, and like mm. you're tearing. It's like genuine fear. Mm. He's like yeah. scared of. You're speaking in tongues. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> what, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and the, there is an element of that, like it, exercise is like, yes, we're wired for the pleasure response, but it's a form of self-harm yeah. in, in a way. And many yeah. people use it to self-flagellate themselves. Maybe they've just got a lot of, you know, mental, they've just got a lot of mental pain and they're just trying to balance that out with physical pain. Battling and maybe demons. I just don't, yeah, they're just balancing the seesaw of like physical and mental trauma. And mm. Maybe I just don't have enough mental trauma to do it. Well, Sorry. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the red, red lining, don't get it. Don't want to do that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Can we just... Mm. I want to do 12 reps. Is that okay? I think 12 no matter is, how 12 hard is it too many. It's yeah. cardio. Do you know the perfect reps is, I think? Eight. I've heard you should never do eight. Really? You should never do seven. It's like between strength and muscle gain. Because you've seen like the chasm of, of gainlessness. Oh, well, Four like, to the, six the, is strength. The classic textbook. Eight to twelve. Yeah, yeah. eight to twelve. So then, if you do seven, you, you yeah, I think I saw that and I think the top comment was my, my sister once did seven. She's now Mr. Olympia or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just So next thing that I wanted to speak about is I got into a little bit of trouble on TikTok. Oh, um, God. I know. Yeah, Can you been, imagine that? You've been smashing it on TikTok. Can you imagine that? I got into a little bit of trouble on TikTok because... I can't imagine it, Alex. I... Offhand, wasn't even thinking, because I rarely do, I just off the top of my head said that it doesn't make sense to me to go to university, do an undergrad, do a master's, do a PhD, stick around and then just fucking teach at the uni because you don't have any, like what have you done? <laughs> Should I mean you've just, you've been to school your entire life. Who are you to, t <laughs> and what, what did you guys to do was back me up? <laughs> uh, okay, so coming from a man who spent you, 10 years at uni, um, yeah, and what did it ever do for you? Uh, so I'm not I, saying that. I understand. There was look. There was a lot yeah, of comments. There was, yeah, sorry. This, there was a lot of comments, and on reading some of the comments, I understood from certain people's perspective, and I responded. I was like, "Oh, actually, yeah, I get that in in that particular field. I wasn't actually talking about that, but that's a great comment." To which I was just met with again, like, "Yeah, fucking red like, pill." I was like, "I'll oh, get out of the matrix." This <laughs> is classic. The people God. watch a thirty-second yeah. video and think that that's like the the ultimate truth with all the caveats and everything. Just oh, that's it. And yeah. talking like, yeah. And it's like, what? Of course, you can't cover every possible. I guess I was mainly talking about businesses that you would actually go into. So something like a business degree, or mm. something like you know, where there is practical, you know, where there is a, a, a hint of practicality with what you do. Obviously, some guy was like, "Oh yeah, where, where am I supposed to get experience doing theoretical physics or something or quantum physics?" Mm. And I was—I obviously didn't know the answer to that, so I just ignored. <laughs> I think I deleted that comment. Yeah, so yeah, yeah delete. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So obviously, in you know certain elements, I—I I imagine that you probably can't do that. And obviously, I am—I know nothing. But it was just, you know, from the business standpoint, are you going to go to university and get a business degree from someone who's? just been to that universe who's never actually stood foot in a business. Yeah, I think the learning business at uni or school or whatever is, well, I mean, between us, like we've got five, you've got two degrees mm -hmm. and a post-degree qualification. Oh Sorry. yeah, I forgot about that. Doctor. <laughs> and then I've got a degree and a council qualification. So five things. I don't think on a daily basis we use anything from any of them. Probably the accountancy, but I think for you that's we, like we pay accounts. Yeah, we do pay. Like you don't do the accounts. No. So, like, but you have a good understanding of it at least. So yeah, but, did but you I, do it originally? But I don't need to. It's like, it, it literally is. It's helpless. Like, it, I, I look at the accounts. I'm like, yep, that looks like a set of accounts. Those yeah. numbers are like broadly what I thought they were going to be. Mm. But like, and I've got you're a degree not in business. You're not an accountant, and you you look at them and you're like, yep, I understand what those numbers mean. 
probably less than you, but yeah. you're right that we, we pay someone to, to do that. Yeah, it's like, like understanding how a computer works so that you can use a computer. It's like it's, it might help, but it's not, it doesn't really add I think much. that's the key. It's like, what's the goal? Yeah. What, mm. what, like, what why do you, do you have that knowledge? I guess I, that's all I was saying. That I just, <laughs> yeah. all like, I was saying is that anything like, so one of the guys was just going on at me how I should go and do this degree because then I can blah, blah, blah. And I was like, can you not just pay someone to do that? And he's going, well, you wouldn't even know what to do. And I was like, well, I, could uh, but so I just said, well, I could just ask you. So <laughs> they, so I, 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 I yeah. had a very similar comment because I posted something about productivity saying like, figure out your, the classic, like figure out your hourly rate. And if you don't enjoy doing something like meal prep or, or cooking or, or um, cleaning or, or whatever, or ironing, you can just get somebody and usually like 10 pounds an hour or less to do that for you. And then you arbitrage the, the difference. Someone commented to be like, that's such snobby behavior. You don't even do your own ironing. I can't believe that. And someone responded to him saying, yeah, I also just shit in a bucket and throw it outside because I don't want to leverage modern technology with toilets and things to, to make my life easier. It's like, yeah, that there are like the whole point of civilization is that we're, we're building on like stuff that we don't have to do manually anymore. Yeah. We're not like scrubbing our clothes on the on the washboard anymore. Like we have washing machines so that we can advance ourselves more. Yeah, the, the hypocrisy that I see on social media, that comment would have made me so angry because I hate hypocrisy so much. They've accused you of being snobby, yet said that the person whose job it is, who gets paid well, yeah, to iron clothes, is kind of lower than low to the point where that shouldn't even really be a job because you should just do it yourself. That's their profession. Yeah. It, it honestly annoys me so much. Like, who's the snob now? Me, who's yeah. just employing someone to do something because that's what they enjoy doing they're, they're and good at and have time to do. doing it. It's not, I'm, I'm not forcing anyone. Yeah, you know, yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're doing it for money. You have it's imprisoned just... them in your house. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, th I think the, like, would, well, would you go back to, would you, go, if you were 18 now, mm -hmm. would you go to uni? No. I think is the question. No. So because I, the, the, the knowledge that I gained from a business degree, which I thought would equip me to run a business, didn't. Mm. And actually doing one was orders of magnitude more learning and very specific to what we need. I actually did a module in entrepreneurship in third year, thinking like, oh, okay, this is This the is one. it. This is the secret. Because all the other modules were like very abstract stuff. And it turned out it was like history of 1930s America entrepreneurship. Love that. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I, I would love to go into the university and get paid to teach the entrepreneur section of the degree. And I would go, first things first, don't pay someone loads of money to do this. Start something and Yeah, there you it. go. And if you get the opportunity, take money to go and tell people not to do it. And I'll just, that, that's lesson one. <laughs> See you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> do you I think know? If, if, like, if like a Newcastle Uni as, a, as an organization was got rid of and it was just selling it like an online course for like, nine grand a year. Mm -hmm. I don't think it'd sell it very well. Like if no, you imagine that like- Education companies are famously, yeah, education companies are famously terrible at marketing because they don't, obviously a lot of what I do is going into big education companies, colleges, whatnot, and helping them with their strategy for their courses essentially. Mm -hmm. And the biggest issue that they have and what I see you guys do, which is really good in the polar opposite of what they do, I don't think I've seen anywhere in any of your literature what the course really covers because at the basic level, nobody gives a shit. They care about the end results. Mm -hmm. You guys are very good at showing people the end results of what 
they will be able to achieve, not what the course will entail and what colleges, universities, all establishments focus on. Or syllabus first. Is the syllabus. I mean, so we, this we, is what we are transparent about what we teach as no, well, but we're not, the, we're not like, oh, yeah, this is the, you know, but that's not what's, but, in, that's not what's interesting. I mm -hmm. always tell, when I, go into, when I go into these companies, I'll say, nobody wants to do a course, first of all. First and foremost, it's get work. that out of your head. Because if they could just press a button and download the information, not one person wouldn't do that. You know, it's like going on holiday, but your brochure for going on holiday is just pictures of the inside of the aeroplane <laughs> on the way there <laughs> with the hopes that Which where you go... two-hour transfer that you were yeah, expecting. Yeah, literally, yeah. oh, there's been a delay. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's a new Pratt opened in a terminal or whatever. <laughs> so, do you know, it's, it's all about the destination. And I think that's what they fail to realise is that you reverse engineer from there. And, yeah. Well, th this is the... You, so, you, we mentioned, you know, we mentioned at the start about the the internalized programming that we take on. And it's, it's come from our parents because back back in their day, the, the data did show that having a degree improved your salary. And now, like because of the momentum from the educational institution, they're riding off that. And mm. they're trying to milk it for as long as they can. Yeah. That if you pay nine grand a year, you'll have a degree and you'll a special yeah. certificate and you'll be you know more credible and all this. And the world's no longer, that relationship doesn't quite hold up anymore. And no. the correlations are quite shaky. So there's no need for them to market because they're riding on that but it's their fault. They are to blame for this shift because your two degrees make total sense. Accountancy, it's the name of a job. Medicine, I don't want the person who's got the, you know, I want the person with a certificate. You want a doctor with a medical degree, yeah. I would like one, <laughs> is all I'm saying. If, the, if there's two options, I'm going with the one with a degree. Um, I, didn't, I didn't do accountancy. Oh, you didn't? No. What did you do? Economics. Okay, well, that still sounds good. <laughs> but that, that's, that's the point. It sounds, yeah. it sounds good. It's a signal to an but, employer to say, yeah. like, I can sit on and, my And I totally get it. And I don't, I don't fully agree that you might, you would, don't have to do the degree to do the job. Totally understand that in terms of the business one. At 18, you might not have been ready to dive into doing a business. You might have needed that extra couple of years to figure out what it is that you want to do. So I think sometimes university gives gives people an opportunity to kind of learn how to work hard, apply skills to something, show that they can actually be given a task and follow it through. And then, you know, build up their interpersonal and team building skills to the point where when they finish, they go, actually, right, I want to do a business. Okay, maybe I haven't learned everything I need to know, but I'm a lot further than I was when I was 18, which I totally understand. The universities have lowered the bar to getting in so much because they just want as many people there as possible. People are doing, you know, Degrees that aren't even, for, for example, how many sports scientists have you ever met? You guys both went to RGS, Quite right? Quite a few. Is that right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever, after school, picture the scene? You go to your friend's house, you know, Darris Hall, lovely big gates, they open, wow, you go in marble everywhere, heated he floors. Oh, what, is, what, is your, what does your dad do? Oh, he's a, he's a sports scientist. Was, did that God. ever happen? No, it's, no, it's, it's not thing. a job. I've never met one, <laughs> but, but I know 4,000 people who've done a sports science degree. And I'm not saying that there's no oh, opportunities. Like, an, like someone who is in the labs doing sports science is, what is that? But what, I think that's a question. Uh, what okay. is sports I'm, I'm science? I'm bubbling, like bubbling potions and like, what is this? He's melting a basketball. <laughs> to figure out and, like how the angle to throw a rugby ball at. I don't know what it is, but I know hundreds of people who've got the degree. I think that's a bit of an unfair example. Like to, to shit on sports science. I'm not a, shitting like, on sports science, <laughs> first of all. Like he's, he's shitting on. I uh, love like, the story, though. Yeah. 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 It was good. With the marble, the heated yeah. floor. Are, are you shitting on like, the absence of 
real-world sports scientists. Just how many, <laughs> how many people they allow do that based on how many jobs there are in it's that It's like field. a filler, isn't it? It's like, you need to do a degree, let's find something you can do a degree in. Uh, and right. then... it's, just, it's just something that they know, that the universities know that a lot of people are interested in sport and that they like sport. So making that accessible, can we get yeah nine thousand pounds a year yeah. when when they realistically know how many people who leave your course as a doctor go on to be doctors? How many people who what, do a medical degree become yeah. a doctor? It's, the numbers are dropping at the minute because NHS how, uh, how high is it is though? Is it pretty it's, good? It's, yeah, it's pretty pretty it's, high. It's, it'd be in you've the got to fa fail the course. You become you a doctor either, like by default, don't you? Yeah, so you either, you either fail the course or like you just you qualify and then you're like, I'm out straight away, but okay. there's quite a small percentage. But if even, you want even to then, you still it. are technically in F1, F2, like you're in the RVI. Yeah, you're still doing. As part of. But so yeah, if you want to do it, it, then you can pr pretty much, unless you're shit. Mm -hmm. But then you, you don't just become a sports the course. scientist. Whereas, yeah, there's, they're filtering so many people into these other degrees. Uh, knowing okay. that there's actually not an end. There's right, no sorry, I get what you're yeah. saying now. So, yeah, you, so certainly with medicine, like they, they actually plan it in reverse. So they say, how many doctors do we need in the UK workforce in five years' time? Yeah. That's how many students we're going to recruit. So if someone drops out, the, the, the university gets fined 400k oh. because um, they've planned those numbers so accurately. Per to, person? To, per, per student that drops out. 400 so, grand. So that's why the, the bar to entry to medical school is so high. Because they need to make sure that, like, well, they don't they, get built, they don't get fined. Well, that they don't enter and then aren't good enough to. Oh, I see. How much go. does the Institute of Sports Scientists build the uni? <laughs> <laughs> Savage. I so no, uh, look. If you're a sports scientist, hit me up. I want to know what the fuck you do. Yeah. Do you know show us your labs. Just Hidden show lab me your data. Underground well, lab. I'm not saying that there's no there's, such thing as a sports scientist. I'm just saying available. They let to the of thousands people. of people do it because they know it's something people will be interested in. Mm -hmm. It's that kind of dangling in front of them of this is going to be something fun to learn. And don't get me wrong, I don't... Uh, okay, so, so what, what that is, is a winner-takes-all job market. So Cal Newport talks about this. Like, actors is a massive one. Yeah. So, like, the, the top actors smash it. Yeah. But, like, 99 point whatever percent of them, like, have to work in a bar yeah. between jobs because mm -hmm. it's never enough to... But now imagine if universities were reeling out 3,000 acting degrees per year. Oh, you would yeah. find that unfair, wouldn't Oversupply, you? Knowing yeah. that, yeah, just pumping well, thousands just, There of... aren't enough jobs. Like, not everyone can do, like, the Tom Cruise's job. Exactly. So there's not mm. a market for... That's why there's no... Is there acting degrees? I don't even know. There must Probably. be. I'm pretty sure there is. The, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I, I... Where I went to work after... So when I, like, do my accountancy qualification, they started taking people on at 18. And there were a couple of guys there that just, like, spun out... Within it, within a year, because they were trying to live this like, like uni lifestyle, and I looked at them and thought like, you just needed like, I, I feel like what I got out of uni, like the, the 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 lectures that I had to go to were like part of the thing that I had to do. Yeah, but got just nothing out of that. Let off some steam. Yeah, like, <laughs> I yeah, get that though. I think it's I totally like understand. it's like a couple of years to just like. You're at the same level as everybody else. You just like get yeah. it all out of your system. Bench 160 yeah. and yeah. drink a lot of alcohol. Exa yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then Brenda you come out of that and you're like... isn't going to understand right. that you wanted to get pissed on a Wednesday night because exactly. your mates are. Exactly. She's not going to understand that that's where you're going through at the moment. Mm -hmm. So it's very you, you hard for her to in, relate. It's like, all right, three years, here's the textbook, see you at the end. And like, you'll either come out with a degree or you won't. If you do, yeah. it's like, I think the signal is I didn't like totally derail when I was given shit tons of freedom because if you didn't if i didn't go to lectures like no one gave a fuck like no one no one chased yeah, me yeah there's no one so there was a lot of like anyway so yeah you're paying so like it's up to you to get the yeah. outcome um it's a very expensive outcome 
but I, I don't think like that sort of degree is like my degree didn't lead to a job but I think without that I'd have tried to go into a job and probably lost it do you regret your degree I, I wish I know that's I, a different question to like would you do it again I probably would have done I'd have tried to have done something else I think because economics was hard know, for no that's reason that's because you know now <laughs> about that degree it's whereas no yeah. if you'd done a, that, a different degree you know that's just because you would like to download that information if you could probably obviously anybody who finishes their degree is going to have to do it again mm. given the opportunity because they'll think well no I've fucking done that now I'd rather do one in sports science or whatever it is or or you know well they go one of two English ways literature. So, like we we work with someone who's a she's a PhD volcanologist loves volcanoes wow. mm, really like she did earth science as a, as a degree and now she's like I love that. I want more of it. So now yeah. she's a PhD as in much as possible. And then, yeah. But is she not then going to be that kind of top 1%? She's got a, a deep passion for it. She's obviously extremely bright. She's a very high performer, yeah. So yeah, like, she's a high performer. She's decided to go into that niche. If there is five jobs available in volcanology, I don't even know if I said that right, then she's she going to be... One. Yeah, that's the thing Simeon and Panda were selling, right? <laughs> volcanology. <laughs> What's that called? This thing? In the bottle. Yeah, you see the Vulcan <laughs> the or something. Latest, uh, pre-workout. Yeah, yeah. Um, must work. He looks good. Because um, Panda, what a flashback. We, we had him on the, the, the website in like 2009. Yeah. I think Ben... He has he has those shots of... Um, <laughs> those little... I don't know what it's called. Vulcan or something. They're just little shots. They they make your body a bit hotter. But he looks well make for your it. body a bit hotter. Yeah, I've heard. I could, I could do it. Like that. temperature. I think... I don't know, something. It melts <laughs> the fat. So you have two of those oh, shots nice. a day. Like L-carnitine, L- bit of yeah. tyrosine. He looks good, though. Garana. It's working. It's working. That's what I was thinking when I saw the advert. Must be that. Must yeah. be the shots. Yeah. Goodness me. You're like out the Same workforce thing. if you do a degree for three years, aren't you? Mm-hmm. It feels like you're not. It feels like you're somehow le- going towards the job, but you're not. Yeah. So, but all it should be is like a three-year fun camp where everybody goes and it's like 100 quid a month, for example. Mm. Like much cheaper. And you get access to like the building and you, there's all the nights and it's all everything. It's this, it's a simulation of uni, but you can learn whatever you want in that time. Oh, there's no, le- there's no learning. And it's just random at the end. You get given a degree. <laughs> so it's like, there's no actual <laughs> learning. <laughs> and you just better hope that you've been Sports doing it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you've got the medical degree in front of you and you're going, I fucking should have, should have read some books probably. But ima- imagine if you were just a in, a, in a building with loads of libraries and loads of information for three years. You could, you could pick, you could learn whatever you want from any source you want. You start a business, you can learn languages, you can learn how to trade. You can yeah. How do you verify that you've done something in that time? Doesn't matter. Oh, okay. There's, there's no bar at the end. Well, like... You've just gone to the fun camp. I had to end. show a certificate to say I got a 2-1. But, like, they, they did, no one gave a fuck what the degree was in. I see, and, and then no one knows what you did in that time. Yeah, it's like time clocked on, in like At a library At the end of the three years, you've, you've got to start a podcast. Nice. And based on the success of the podcast, <laughs> is how little you've learned. Do you, you know what, like, what, what's your prediction for, and what, also, what generation do you consider yourself from? Just before I ask. I mean, I'd be a millennial. Because so, m- millennial, is that like about. anyone who's like 25 to 40 or something? Um, I think it's a little bit, yeah, it's 1997 to 81 or something. Okay. So it's quite a broad, same as you guys. It's, yeah. it's a broad one, yeah, because I, I think we're like bang in the middle of millennial. But what do you think is going to be the, the trend over the, like for, the, for, for the young people over the next 10 to 15 years? Because I can't, I can't tell if it's going to go... You mean, is it like yo-yo, Pokemon cards... That sort of thing. 
Well, yeah, but but like the. <laughs> like it's just going to be just kids, kids everywhere with Tamagotchi. That'll be it. Like, It'll like, go back to that. Is it is it a race to the bottom, or are we having this emerging like super generation of of like absolute terminators that are going to come out of like, or is TikTok just damaging? Like just I, everyone's so enlightened. Mm. Um, or is everyone so down the? Do you mean like is everyone going to be like a crypto trader and? start like a drop shipping company and yeah, yeah is precisely. anybody going to have a job or is everyone just going to be self-employed so interestingly my friend online. our friend ben um said that there's something like i can't remember the percentage but it's like there's basically close to zero welders under the age of 40 currently or like the the average age of a welder is like I think everybody will just be selling crypto and online courses until it balances out a form of like communism, where we're all just buying it, <laughs> just the course off the next person. Everyone's got a yeah, it just course, goes. It just goes back to kind of like a, a hunter-gatherer civilization where I make the bread. You know, you give me some iron in return for the bread. Or the, the new currency is just a crypto course. The new currency just is just your service, just your, 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 yeah, your <laughs> course that you've built. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I, I definitely, like I definitely think that I definitely think that there's going to be a swing because I think people are starting to realise now that university isn't giving them what they were hoping for, and I think there's been a spike in apprenticeships. Mm -hmm. Looking from an education standpoint, because that's the only kind of so, yeah, you're, um, you're eyes that the... I can see on that. Apprenticeships are massive now. In you know, you can do degree apprenticeships, but all the way to um, content creation apprenticeships, personal training apprenticeships. So all of these things that have previously been vocational in the sense that you would learn it, but there's no actual shadowing element and there's no case study building is going back to apprenticeships. So the government's taking a lot of its funding, a lot of its money away from loan funding and it's redistributing it through apprenticeships. So previously, uh, an apprenticeship provider would be allocated a pot of funding. So you might get a million a year to spend and it's kind of, you start with that much and every time you sell a course, that takes 9,000 off it, 9,000 off it, 9,000 off it. Now it's kind of open-ended and all of the money's just there. You approach, you approach an employer and if they want to do it, then you can, there's no upper limit. So you can do as many apprenticeships as you want. Right, so it's done, it's done at the, the employer level is it's, the one who determines the demand. It's kind of, rather than you get a pot and you spend it, there's, a, there's one big pot and it's just drawn now when you use it. So if you can do 500 apprentices, then you can do 500 apprentices. This kind of... It's um, more of a free market. Essentially, that's yeah. exactly what it is. So I think that that's obviously the direction that they want to go in um, because they can see the value in people learning while they earn and learning from somebody else. Because like you said there, where are we going to learn from if there's only X amount of welders? We're relying on those people kind of passing on that knowledge. I have this like weird nightmare fantasy that like... Of being a welder. Well, like what, what if, like, you, you know, this, this world of like smart weapons that could like take out everyone from a certain race or, or whatever and it's like a really kind of black mirror apocalyptic thing it's a sort of black mirror type yeah. thing what if someone just took out all welders in the world like suddenly we've got no welders and no welding that, honestly i think about that all the time or like all of any particular specific profession i think just the HR ladies like, like <laughs> well, so if, we, if we need welders which i'm guessing we do i don't know what gets welded but i imagine loads of shit gets welded yeah. all the time yeah, yeah. so then the like shit. There's no supply of welders. Price of welding goes up. You've just got full yeah. faith in wage. Like, well, it, it'll, it'll, there'll be a lag. It'll be shit. It'll be shit. Period of time where like bits of metal are, like flying around all over yeah. the place. And I was like, the fuck, I should have been welded. People are getting footballers' wages for doing a bit of welding. Yeah, I think like yeah. that. That's just, and I think that that'll happen all with the like. Footballers will become welders. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, you just find people with transferable skills, probably, who would go into that. I'm so all, sorry all if, you want, if you didn't want to. If you didn't want the real answer, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, you're ruining his fantasy, yeah. man. No, it's, it's, it's really sad. It, it's that's I'm, yeah. I'm going to sleep at night finally now, like yeah. knowing that. I think you'll you'll wake up in the middle of the night and you'll start writing down what you think are jobs with transferable skills <laughs> yeah. to welders, uh, drilling. <laughs> like what is transferable? Like What's welding chef? similar to? I don't know. Painting. Is that like welding? Not really. Painting, maybe. I think chefs. Chefs. Like like cake decorators it's just different material that you're working with but you're still sticking ice I think it's it. pretty different to get to decorating <laughs> maybe not you don't need a, like <laughs> a mask so there we go is this what, where you imagine the podcast going that's that was actually my next point welding um, you're world, welding circles I've got, I've got world without welders um, and Yusuf's biggest Yusuf's fantasies yeah well, we've ticked both of them so we'll move on to Fantastic. Rules for Life by Anton Creel because oh, no. I've noticed that you guys have been posting about them. I just want to know what your favourite one is. Good God. Oh, the, the one about risk that we mentioned earlier about... We can't have that one because we've already mentioned it. You have got one, yeah. retweeted by him this morning. Yeah, Did you, you actually? Shared it. That's massive, nice. you know. That's like, for us, that's like, that we're done now. Like, oh, yeah. Shut the laptops. Finished. That's yeah. it. We're on his programme, actually. You t- yeah, so I, I did see that. So mm. what does that entail? Is he one it, of your coaches? It's heavy going. Speaking it's, of degrees, it, it is a degree. It's a degree. <laughs> like, yeah. you know how people make an online course and they try and make the video short and it like, like nice lighting. This is just 45 hours Him of... Him in a Bloomberg terminal and a spreadsheet. PowerPoint presentations, small text, very complicated Excel spreadsheets. Mm. Each video is three hours and there's <laughs> like 80 videos. <laughs> on like, do, the, do the captions pop up on the bottom? There's no captions. Little... No. Yeah. Brutal. What's it about? What's your, what's your favorite? Like building a long short uh, stock portfolio. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Not. It's not fun. So what are his rules for life though? Because that sounds more fun than. It's financial rules for financial success. Well, go on then. What so th- there's just like adjust your ri- adjust your attitude to risk. Um, money. Rent rather than than own. Respect money. Respect money. Oh, yeah, respect money. That's got to be the... Yeah, respect. The what does that entail? That, yeah. So that, that entails undoing a lot of the... Again, like, the we're kind of looping back to, like, the so, the social conditioning and the, the habits that we take on about money and about resources and stuff. So things like being told money is the root of all evil or um, only, like, if you if you flash cash, then, then it makes you a bad person or like mm. all, all these kind of like judgments that we have, like unconsciously about money and they hold pe- they hold it, hold yeah. people in the position that they're in. I liked something that I saw and it was, it was the difference between, you know, rich people and poor people. And I think that oftentimes when I talk about rich people and poor and broke people, I think was the, the terminology used. It's never about how much money they actually have at the mo- at the time, because you can be rich and not have a lot of money based on how you perceive your situation, also how you perceive money, because you often find that people who are extremely wealthy, they can lose a lot of money, but then quite quickly have made it back. So mm. were they ever, they were never poor, were they? Well. they? They might have been broke, but they were never poor. So there's a very large percentage of lottery winners that after two years, exactly. like they, they lose a lot of their yeah. wealth. Exactly. And, you know, they and haven't you, got the skill set to, to yeah. like stabilize. Or you could say, maybe it's not a skill set thing. Maybe it's, it's, um, the, it, it's like, psychodynamic processes like unconscious behavior towards mm-hmm. like oh i can't have all this so it's I, the they, way like, they it's the way they view it and the way that they the the quote was the difference between rich people and poor people is that rich poor people see every opportunity as a scam 
And you, do you kind of you, do you kind of see that in mentality that every single opportunity that comes across some people, no matter what it is, it's like like this guy's course. There's people who go, that's a scam. So something I would recommend for anyone listening is next time you see an advert for, for anything that's in that kind of niche, look at the comments and you'll see loads of people comment with scam, scam, scam. And you then go on their profiles and just, just get a flavor of them. Yeah. <laughs> Figure out the sort <laughs> just, of person that they are. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm. it's like, do you know what scam actually means? Or are you just using that word because yeah. you don't well, it's, like it's it? Like because you don't think you could do this. It? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is a defense mechanism. They throw that up because they don't want to do the work that's required in order to take advantage of that scam. It's easier mm-hmm. to be like, oh, yeah. if it's a scam, then... Yeah. It's, it's about what we were saying of like, someone can work hard yeah. and earn 30 grand a year and think, like, I can't work any harder, therefore 30 yeah. grand a year is what I can... But it's it's the... Anyone that earns more is a scam. Yeah, or like, it's unrealistic. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Interestingly, if you look at the comments on the, the Simeon Panda Vulcan stuff, it's just loads of people going, this is really good. Really? <laughs> yeah, unless he's got someone there deleting... Deleting all the because other Because I ones. obviously always go to the, cop- the captions. The captions for me is way funner than any post I've ever seen. The captions are my favourite thing about social media because I just, whatever the post is, I go, yeah, that's cool. Let me see what these idiots are saying. Mm. And then I just delve into the comments and I will, I'll just go on them, I'll click on them it's and I'll true go. true democracy because then like the best voted ones go to the, top. the top. Yeah. We, we actually have a, a series where we just read out our best hate comments. It's, it's a lot of fun. I would recommend it yeah. if, you, if well, you're I'll get on the, TikTok. Like, yeah, well, I'll get a few, um, I'll get a few more things saying, um, obviously universities are a total waste of time and <laughs> academia. Um, yeah, just push a few buttons on your next few yeah, videos. and is <laughs> academia totally done. Is that um, like a okay, sliced so cake we, sliced up? We'll, um, yeah. Where do you see the uh, where do you see the fit the <laughs> where do you see the, the future of the fitness industry going? What's next? Oh, I I mean I've had my my view's been a bit shifted over the last couple of months, but I think there'll be a shift to AI based apps and programming. Yeah, definitely. that I think will take a certain percentage of the industry. So like mm-hmm. people who maybe are paying a coach in some way for that sort of service. Yeah. But I, th- I think with all of these things, they like flip flop between like mm-hmm. traditional and modern. So I think there'll be a reversion to, I think more people will go like in gyms. I believe that I just had a conversation earlier that m- most people will be looking for that kind of in-person stuff. Yeah. I think automation kills no man's land businesses. You know, those ones that are kind of neither here nor there. They do a bit. They, um, they've got a lot of processes that are done manually. You know, everybody was saying, oh, machines are going to, you know, take people's jobs. And people believe that that hasn't happened yet. You know, know. just because there's not a robot standing in Asda, the the self-checkouts have replaced thousands of individual people's jobs. Yeah, going on right now. You're right. Yeah. And you just think AI is going to automate the middle. I I think there'll be a focus on, like, you said it, like, so some sort of community aspect, whether that's online or offline. So, like, all... The, on- the online stuff we teach is not like you shouldn't be in an app messaging someone, adjusting their macros, because that will be replaced. But if you build an online community with a group of people who are all similar age, similar interests, similar following a similar program, holding each other accountable. Yeah. Like what, that, what's the client experience that that produces? Exactly. So much and that it's very hard for AI to replace that. So feeling. do you think it's emotional intelligence is going to be the thing that's going to differentiate people's success? Because people who are able to um, emit more emotional intelligence to their clients are going to have something that AI can't replicate? It's, that's a good question, but it's really hard to actually say, like, is this the human attribute that 
is going to because we we all thought like our artists are going to they're, they're going to be the ones that remain actually that was one of the first things to mm. get ai'd so yeah so it might not be emotional intelligence but certainly like th there's that thing of it's not um ai won't replace your job it'll replace the people who don't know how to use ai yeah so like mm. it, it'll just be the fact that you'll be suddenly one level up and you'll be the one overseeing yeah the t and using those tools at your disposal just as it's always always has been as you said yeah it's the first time that we're, we're kind of seeing ai reduce the need for as much labor from the actual individual yeah. but not actually replace the individual so rather than a machine that kind of does it and therefore you used to have 10 guys welding and now you have one guy who fixes the 10 welding machines or goes between them. Still need that guy. You still need that guy. Yeah. He just needs to understand how the machines work. So in terms of the in-person stuff, then you think it'll be people will then just kind of be paying for human connection. Well, that, that's been the cycle already. You know, how Johnny was saying like the, the online like funnel world has like swung to two different ways. Like the, there was like, 10, 15 years ago, there were, everything was like auto webinars and auto, everything's automated and many chatbots and all that stuff. And then it, it swung back to like personal connection and people was like, can I just speak to a person on the yeah. phone, please? And then it's just going to swing yeah. back and forth with some opportunity in between. I mean, you've seen it in other industries. I know there's, there's a lot of kind of AI being used in OnlyFans, whereby they're one of the two of the things that they're doing. One of them is creating pictures based on your ideal, what you want. So basically, AI is creating the content that people want to see right. from an OnlyFans perspective, which who, is a totally... Who pays who with that? Uh, not sure. Nobody's paying me. Um, <laughs> if the, so, I, so I don't know. I'd be left out of that financial <laughs> transaction. It's, it's not cheap, though, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, no, so... And then, obviously, a lot of it is the, the, the connection. Because, obviously, you can go... The, the reason OnlyFans has been successful is because of the personal connection. You can go and watch porn for free. And... You know, everybody knows that it's available, but it's the fact that people feel like they're talking to the people mm -hmm. where they can actually go through the app and, hey, how's your day? It's kind of like a, a girlfriend. Like a girlfriend, boyfriend simulation. Yeah, but now they're actually just talking to fucking smarter child from MSN from, yeah. you know, back in the day. It's not actually a person they're speaking to anymore. Previously, it was just people who are being paid in essentially um, a lot of these people who've got like 10,000 subscribers. They're not replying to 10,000 people, sorry. Mm. Um, They've just trained a chatbot to. No, that well, the previously people. The people would people would be doing it. So That's like, like, like farm in the Philippines mm, of like essentially, essentially, you know, just like you would have a sales sender. They've just got people going. Oh yeah, nice cock. Um, <laughs> Stock applies. They'll have like a roster of ten. <laughs> follow, yeah, fo it's just follow this workflow. <laughs> yeah, literally if though. The, when they say yeah, so yeah, literally. But now, how sad is that? Well, yeah. but why is it sad? Because you're. <laughs> Was She's very defensive. No, no, I, but just, I think like, it's sad if, so like, at a high level it's sad because like someone's simulating like, having a sexual experience with like, a chat on, an, on a But phone. they don't think they're speaking to the chat. So that, that's what's sad. Yeah, I think but so. But like, if they, if they're happy with like, if they think I'm speaking no, to the person. No, because the reason they're happy is because they think they're speaking to the person, definitely. That's got to be so the that, differentiation that's, between That's deception. Porn. So I think like, that will probably get that'll happen more and more with AI. And I think that will, will get regulated. And Do made you think illegal. the deception will be regulated to the point where I think it, it has to be because you'll- but what you, about like in strip clubs? Like there's the classic, like, oh, everyone thinks that the stripper 
actually likes them. But you're still just, talking to. There's no illusion that like the stripper's the, standing there and you're talking to the stripper. The, the, the illusion is the like. That's the implied. No, because you oh, hear okay. so many. You hear so many people who. Like have been duped almost. That like, oh yeah, I'll meet you after. And you hear those kind of stories all the time where they think that they're gonna, you know, take them on a date or something. Mm-hmm. And they're two hundred quid in. It's like the Netflix psychology, isn't it? Of like, yeah. oh, check out next episode when this is going to happen. Yeah. I'm very conscious of the sliced cake. With the yeah. Do you think it's still? Thing. Is it? Are we still rolling? Yeah. Okay. But um, are we just? I gonna... mean, if it just cuts off halfway, like people are like, fuck, like, when's oh. next episode? Yeah. Rolling soon. Um, no, yeah, I, to- I, I totally understand. I just think that I can see that happening with fitness. One last thing before, then before we uh, before we wrap it up. I can see it just, you're feeling like you're talking to a PT. Because if that technology is being, obviously like, in terms of, you know, in perverts rule the world, don't they? In terms of like, where the money is first. And it always filters down, doesn't it? It starts with porn. If you want to, yeah, yeah, if you want to make always. a lot of money, that's the industry. Yeah. And then it's, you know, fitness is a like few, we- few. Weapons, alcohol. Yeah, any, anything like. illegal, porn. Yeah. Sex and porn. And then everything comes from that. Yeah, because people, you know, in terms of people's buying threshold, nobody's, a better, no, no one's in a better frame, like mind frame to buy something than horny people. It's further down you know, the brain really, step. Yeah, so it like definitely the, is. The more reptilian you go, the, yeah. Depends whether yeah. it's like Apple Pay or whether you've got to go get your card. Yeah. Doesn't that, that, you have to the, engage higher faculties to get your yeah. card. And, Do they have PayPal? Can I pay with my Face ID? Face ID, it's over. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> how fast? Well, you don't even have to. Yeah. You just go. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> See, this is how, this is how I'm, much I'm not doing it. <laughs> So, yes, I, I do feel like it'll filter down into, into personal training, but just on the chat GPT, opened it up the other day, just having a little bit of play around with it. Write me a chest, write me a full body workout, um, chest, upper chest focused. Um, I've got a bit of a, a tweak in my left shoulder. It wrote me a full, it, it highlighted, it took all the barbell exercises out because it said that, that might um, aggregate, my, aggravate my shoulder, told me just everything. Would you then say, like, I was going to do this, but I walked out of the office and I fell over, so yeah. I can't train? <laughs> Until, Until then, I, what I did is I sold that to 50 people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think there'll be a lot On of your that. OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, yeah. It's the, we were speaking about this with Mike Israel the other day, that talk, because they're developing apps, Renaissance Periodization, developing loads of apps for training and automating all that, but ultimately, people just don't like looking stupid in front of another person. And so, like, if AI is able to simulate looking stupid in front of another person, I think it will take over a lot of the fitness industry. Really? Assuming people then decide that it's bad looking silly in front of an AI. Mm. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the question. Is like, I, can it simulate to, that to be fair, To be fair, I'm hedging my bets against that because I always say thank you to ChatGPT when it gives me anything. Because I feel nice. like everybody at the moment, well, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, if the overlords come and they'll be like, "You said thank you, so we'll." Spare They're going to remember today. that. I'm going to get a. I'm going to get a, a good job. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to get. When when they become our bosses and yeah. Maybe they think like, oh, he's just like a yes man. Like, get rid of him. I guess we'll I find know, out. Hell of a thing to be wrong about. So I'm just, <laughs> you know, oh, thanks for that. Just little things like that. Because how many people are just taking the information, showing their laptop? Mm-hmm. It's the same rationale of like why you should like go to church and pray, though, isn't it? Like imagine just if, in case. Yeah, well, that is a hell of a thing to be that, wrong about, isn't it? Yeah. I know, yeah. Pascal's um, wager. Yeah, that's that's the, the like the concept. Oh right. It's the, if God exists, then you you should probably pray. If yeah. He doesn't exist, then there's no harm done. So like, you might as well, based on balance of probability. See, my problem is is how many gods are there? And if you pray to the wrong one, then you've you've annoyed him anyway. I don't so know if that's. I the, think you'd get like. I think they'd be like, oh, you made some effort. Concession points. Do you think? Yeah. I I get worried that there's a kind of multi-god system, like the Egyptians or the Romans, 
and they would just look down on us with our omnigod stupidity. Poseidon and yeah, all of those Ares and people. And I mean, if that's the case, like we can't really do anything about it, can we? So yeah, I guess just make an online course and yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you so much for coming in. I think thank we'll wrap you. up there because <laughs> we've uh, we've spoke about a lot of things there. Um, it went exactly as I expected it was going. <laughs> so, in fact, it followed my flowchart perfectly here. Um, and yeah, we want to hear from you if you're a sports scientist or a welder. Um, ideally, we both. Know, ideally both. Yeah, <laughs> and if you're a sports scientist, you might want to reconsider retraining as a welder Holder. because uh, yeah. there could be a shortage in those. Footballers' wage. Footballers' wages. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Right. Again. Thank you, guys. Alex, I really do appreciate you. What a it. It's been great. Cheers, guys. Thank you.